Welcome, friends. My name is Debbie Lawrence, and this is episode 27 of the Compassionate Leader School podcast. studying marketing since the late 70s and teaching it for the past 36 years. One of the hot topics these days is centered around building your marketing strategy based on what's called your ICA, which stands for your ideal customer avatar. For those of you who've been around a while, this is in essence your primary target market, but it's so much more detailed and sophisticated than the typical target market. It's based on tremendous research, spending time with an ICA, learning everything you can about them, like their core values, how they speak, the language they use, where they spend their time, how they make purchasing decisions, who they follow on social media, what they watch on TV, who they hang out with, which podcasts they listen to, what kind of professional development they're involved in, what are they reading, and so much more. I work with entrepreneurs and business leaders, helping them to refine their ICA so that every decision they make about product development, product packaging, labeling, product placement, branding, colors, fonts, what they say in their Facebook posts, their social media strategies overall, email campaigns, website content, and, and so on, all speak to their one or two ideal customer avatars. And what I'm seeing in those businesses who really understand this, who get it, and are investing time and effort to get to know their key customers, they're seeing results at their cash registers, in the growth of their email lists, enjoying a more loyal customer base, and benefiting more from engagement from their ideal customer avatar in all of their business activities. So I got to thinking, why wouldn't the same principles of the ICA, the ideal customer avatar, apply to the other people's side of business, which of course are employees. I always think about it, one side is the customers and on the other side we have the employees. And so just like we have an ideal customer avatar, why wouldn't we have an IEA? or an ideal employee avatar. You know, when you look at your business, not specific roles, but the team in general, who makes a great employee? I mean, at your very core, it's similar to how we think about core competencies, which are those things that we want all of the employees to share in our company, regardless of their job, so that there's a common thread amongst the best employees that you have. So if you look at your team, or maybe historically look back at people that have been part of your team, are there things that they all had in common that you would say this creates a very common thread uh, throughout this entire team? Is there a specific work ethic you believe fits well in your company's environment? And if so, what specifically does that look like? Do you want people, say, who are more introverted, or extroverted, or does that depend on the role that they have? Is creativity and innovativeness really important at the core for everybody? What core values would you want them to have? 
Is there a place for real competitiveness or is cooperation more your style? What level of development are you looking for in terms of an employee's communication skills? What about their aptitude for new technology, their attention to detail, the kind of life experience that you think probably would fit best in your kind of company culture? Do you want entrepreneurs? Uh, and those are, uh, in case you're not familiar with that term, an entrepreneur is somebody who treats the business as if it's their own. They are so committed. The only difference is that legally they don't have any um, shares in the business. Uh, they don't have any legal responsibility with respect to the business, but they um, they work in the business, think about the business, are looking for continuous improvement all the time, the same way that the owner of the business is. So is that the kind of person that you want, that you'd say at the core of everybody had that entrepreneurial style that would work so well in our environment? Or would you say, actually, you know what, we're, I'm looking for order takers and really good order takers. Uh, does it matter if they have played on team sports before? Um, does it make a difference if they participated in community theater, for example, in the past? Does a healthy lifestyle jive well with your company's culture? Do their personal food choices, their extracurricular activities, um, love of travel or the kind of books that they read, the programming that they watch, uh, and so much more. Do those things matter? I really want you to think about that. Employers everywhere and in every sector are talking today about how challenging it's become to not only find people to fill job openings, but it's even harder to find really good people. And then when you have them, when you land those really good people, it's then so difficult to try to keep them over the long term. And we've talked before about, you know, the the investment that goes into recruiting somebody and then onboarding them and training them. And it's probably not until they've been there for some significant period of time that as an employer, you start to get a return on that investment. So it's really frustrating when you've experienced the kind of turnover that employer after employer after employer are talking to me about today. You know, you're looking for a very specific fit. And I believe if you can get really clear about what that fit really entails, you could use that in all of your recruitment messaging. That's why I've been saying to business leaders for some time now that you need to shift your mindset in 2021 and beyond. When it comes to recruiting great people as employers, we need to avoid falling into that old trap of relying on, you know, some people have videos, for example, on the employment opportunity portal of their company's website, showing everybody smiling and enjoying free lunches, or when they're um, showing their sort of company culture, or if they have a job posting, they're using stock photos of people who don't even work for their company, or they use cliche taglines in their job postings. Here's the thing, potential candidates will spot that lack of authenticity a mile away. So as a leader, you need to make your recruitment marketing help you stand out from the crowd, not bleed into it like so many out there are doing. 
in a world where everyone is doing exactly the same thing as everyone else so often, you really need to think about how you can do things differently. And that starts with flushing out this notion of the ideal employee avatar. I think that's a really smart place to begin. When you think about the whole recruitment process from both your side and the candidate side, and one of the things I would suggest you do is take some time to walk in your candidate's shoes. You know I'm all about building a community of compassionate leaders and compassion is all about resistance and vulnerability and empathy. And there's no more important um, uh, exercise in empathy than to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is looking for a job with your company. And so I say, go through the exercise of searching for a job that you think you would like and even applying for the job. They don't need to know that you're a business owner and you're just doing this as an exercise. But I've had clients do this and it's really interesting when they have taken the time to observe as they go through that process where they get frustrated or where they get stuck. And, and I've said to them, just see how long it's going to take for somebody in that company that you've applied um, for this position around, you know, whether it's some recruiter that they're using, or if they're fortunate enough to have a dedicated HR department, or if it's the business owner, see how long it takes them to respond to you. And not just initially, but throughout the whole process and how they're responding to you. And go through that experience and then look at your own process. Most of the things you do won't make a difference until you understand your own hiring process in the context of the people you're trying to recruit. And only then will you be able to find ways to streamline and simplify your hiring experience for potential candidates and actually make a true, authentic connection with them. The way your company engages with employees will impact how candidates view your company, which of course in turn impacts how effective you are at attracting great talent. Taking the time to research and understand candidates will help you craft a much more compelling marketing message or message in your job postings, right? It's like you're offering them a value proposition to come and work for your company that is truly going to resonate with them. And it creates a much more tailored experience. For example, I want you to think about conducting some surveys or interviews or gosh, if you had people, even focus groups, but I want you to do it with job candidates, not as part of a hiring process, but a pre-hiring process, or consider talking to people who are employed by other companies who were actually working in the role that you want to hire for your company. And I want to be really clear, I am not implying or suggesting in any way that you try to go and poach somebody else's employee. What I'm saying is look for somebody who's done this work for a while, who's really happy and established where they are, and then pick their brains and say, what is it that I need to know to attract somebody who has your role for my company? So if you want to attract a graphic designer, talk to people who are working in graphic design or talk to candidates who are out there 
looking for positions as graphic designers to pick their brains and find out what it is that they're really looking for. Because here's the thing, the tables have turned. There was a time for a very long period that there were a lot more employees available for just about any position than there were job opportunities or openings. But that has been shifting for at least the last 10 years. And we are now in a heightened state where we have way more job openings than we have people who want to fill them or people who want to do them on our terms. It's not unusual today that um, a millennial employee, if I could generalize, would say, you know, I don't know if I wanna work 40 hours a week anymore. I, I, I'd be interested to come in, maybe job share. I could work two or three days a week or I could do a couple of shifts. A lot of them have multiple positions and they like the variety um, of that, that that offers them to be able to spend a couple of days at one company, a couple of days at another company. There are such changes out there in that working landscape about how people want to show up that what I'm saying is if we spend some time talking to them, then that would help you tailor what it is that you're offering. I say this all the time. It's, it's the old uh, Albert Einstein uh, quote of the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. So if your recruitment approach has not been working for you, then you really need to think about doing it differently. So when you're having these conversations and know that you're doing this strictly for research purposes, you wanna ask them questions like what, what really drives them? What's important to them? Uh, what are their deal breakers for a job or for an employer? What uh, makes or breaks a work experience for them? Um, why did they choose um, their current employer, if you're talking to somebody who's currently employed, or to talk to people about their best employment experiences. And what was it about those employment experiences that put them at the top of their list? Um, how do they go about finding jobs? You know, what media channels do they use? What do they look for in a job posting that's going to get their attention? And so on. With insights and feedback from the people that you want to be able to hire, you can create content that's candidate focused rather than company focused. That's how people trip themselves up. They're not so much candidate focused as they are company focused. And so by flipping that, the language that participants um, use are looking for in job ads and during the hiring process will be seen by them. Uh, and they will also be seen as much more authentic much more relevant and it, it's it would be as if a great candidate is saying oh my gosh i feel like this company is speaking directly to me meet candidates where they are that's what i'm saying hiring well is hard and if you want to get your recruitment marketing right you need to get your mindset right and try something different leaders need to find out what potential employees like how they want to be communicated with and what they really want from an employer. I could say that as a summary. And all of that connects back to this thing that I'm saying to you is your 
ideal employee avatar. If you just heard that in the background, that was Taco waking up and shaking himself off. But I'll include it here because it's real life in my world. So included on that list is the reality that today people want to work for organizations that care for their team. And the best way to get the word out about your work environment is actually through your employees. They are your own ambassadors. The most trusted person in a company when it comes to a job candidate finding out how well employees are treated is they go and talk to the current employees. And when you multiply your employee base by the each employee's number of their own social connections, their reach is pretty powerful. So also tap into that one. And this is all just for starters. There's so much more about this notion of the ideal employee avatar. But I just I want you to think about that as a starting point. So my compassionate leaders, it's no surprise that your take action challenge this week is to get serious about doing some work around developing a very clear picture of who makes uh, makes up this IEA, this ideal employee avatar for you, regardless of their specific job responsibilities. And if you're currently recruiting, take a close look at your messaging to see where it could be changed so that it speaks directly to that IEA. Take a look at any visuals that you're using to see if they're aligned. Make sure that everything is in alignment with that perfect candidate that you want. And good luck. I know it's not easy out there. Okay, finally, I want to remind you, if you haven't already done so, please go to my website, debbielawrence.ca and sign up for this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a comment or write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, here's to giving ourselves permission to show up as open, fierce, and compassionate leaders and always to living life abundantly. Bye for now. Thank you.